who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Hello! Before we get started... What? I can also say hello sometimes. I don't even know what to think. Wow, okay, listen. Before we get into today's episode, Jenny, are you going to be all right? I will live. Oh my goodness. I want to tell everyone that this episode, Dead Man's Party, was recorded live in Brooklyn at FlameCon this August. We had such an incredible time. We were able to talk to senior editor of Autostraddle, Heather Hogan, Mal Blum, an incredible musician and huge Buffy fan, and we had our very own Kate Leth there in New York City with us as well. So we have all of these guests ahead. The episode was so much fun to record. The audience, as you will hear, was such a delight. But before we get there, we have a couple of things to share with you. First, we want to let you know that on last week's episode, we announced that we would be doing handwritten lyric sheets. We were going to do five every month to support a different cause. And this month, September, those proceeds were going to benefit the people in Houston to help them recover from Hurricane Harvey. We sold all five of those lyric sheets in three days. So thank you so much for supporting Houston and helping us help them. We're really excited about it. And in October, we will do five more lyric sheets. Every month we'll do five, and that $500 will go to a different cause. We'll let you know in October what we'll be donating to. Thank you so much. Also, oh my God, coming up on Saturday, October 14th, we will be doing another live taping in Los Angeles at Nerd Melt. Please join us. You can get all of the details on our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. It is going to be great. We will have guests. We will have fun. Please come on down. Furthermore, if your life is still lacking an Awoo t-shirt or a Smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy shirt, we want you to know that we're here for you. You can find all those goods and so much more at BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com by clicking on Shop. Please enjoy our earthly materials. Wow. So those are our announcements, and we are ready to jump in here to our live taping of Dead Man's Party, which will let you know originally aired on October 6th, 1998, 
and was directed by James Whitmore Jr. But who wrote it? Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked. Marty Knoxon! My fave. So let's get into some zombie cats and some uh, queer neighbors, shall we? Indeed. Would you all like us to begin? Yeah. Hi, FlameCon. You all look great. Oh, hello. You all look wonderful. There were a lot of people who walked out of the last panel wearing very large collars, sort of like Dracula-esque. Mr. Sinister, it's of course. Yes. I know, I really shouldn't talk in this room. I'm like, they looked kind of like Dracula, and everybody was like, oh, man. <laughs> this girl does not know her shit. So today, we're talking about uh, a little episode called, what is it called, Jenny? Uh, it's called Dead Man's Party, season three, episode two. We have, we have three guests on our panel, and there is dissent among the ranks. There are people who love this episode, and there are people who do not like this episode. <laughs> As identified by their raising of their hands over there. Spoilers in the audience. Um, so we're going to jump right in, because we have just 50 minutes to talk about this entire episode. And if you listen to our podcast, you know we usually talk a little longer than that. So let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one where there's a zombie cat. <laughs> it's also the one where Buffy just got back from running away. It's also the one with Pat and Joyce. Pat! Just saying. Yeah. Pat, Pat. Pat, 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 Pat. That's actually part of my notes later are in all caps. Pat, 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 Pat. When we get there, that's when Heather Hogan comes up, just so you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's the first episode that Buffy is back, right? The season finale of two, she ran away. She's come back in this episode. She's back in Sunnydale. And in her absence, the Scoobies have taken to slaying. Um, but, or trying to slay. Try, right. Well, they're, they're, doing, they're doing the best they're they doing can. Not they're nine. doing not nine. Great. Not nine out of ten. But six out of ten. But six out of ten. They slay, which I think it counts as hell math, Jenny. Hell math. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Jenny's in charge of doing any jingle live. Great, when I look great, at her, great, great. she goes. Yeah. But before we get to the Scoobies, we get to Joyce. Um, Joyce is it, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Was that you, Kate? <laughs> Kate's hooting for Joyce. Who wouldn't? Uh, Joyce, my favorite moment with Joyce in this first opening scene is that Joyce puts the hammer through the wall. Like, and this is because like, I've seen this in shows, right? I've seen this in television shows and movies, and I just want to see a show of hands. Has anyone in this room been so startled that they put the entire head of a hammer through a wall? Anyone? Anybody? Any takers? I don't mean to out. One. We've got one, one two. two. Two, two beautiful. Okay. Two, but like gazing two, down. Yeah, th this person will not look straight at us. <laughs> I did it. Um, okay, so then it's realistic. I thought, I don't know if people do that. But. but Joyce is stoked on this mask. She just got a very exciting new shipment in at the gallery. Yes. You know. Yes. So she's always getting shipments. And she feels like it really cheers up the room. She's very excited. For those of you who haven't seen the episode ever or recently, this mask is just all teeth. Uh, it's very, ang very angry mask. It yeah. does not cheer up Joyce's florally decorated <laughs> damask comforter cover. You know, wow. soft 
taupe and and mauve I wasn't, I, bedroom. It does not. I wasn't aware that you knew the word damask. Yeah, what's up? It's nice. <laughs> also, is it damask yeah. or damask? And for the listeners, I just want you to know that Jenny said that word really confidently wearing a cape. So there was oh, like, yeah, wearing a cape. Something really special about it. Um, the other thing in this scene, before we move on to the Scoobies, where I know we all want to get, um, is that there's a moment with Joyce where she says, because right, Buffy came out to Joyce in the in the season finale, and this is the first time that they've been back together. And as we, as, if you heard, if you listen to our podcast, you know, and and if you're queer in any way, shape, or form, and you watch the show, you know that they're pretty over the head with it, with it being a coming out arc. Uh, and so Joyce has this moment where she looks at Buffy and she says, "Are you going to?" be slaying <laughs> and she says it so like I'm trying to do the right thing as your mom here oh my god imagine if you, you were in high school and you had just come out to your parents and they were like you're going out are you going to be gaying <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like well intentioned you know <laughs> Thanks you for don't trying. understand how to use that word, but um, and I should mention that uh, we had the distinct pleasure of watching this episode yesterday with my mom and my dad, who are here in the audience. Hi, mom and dad. Woo! Right there. And what my mom doesn't know is that I took coke. <laughs> I took copious notes on every time she gasped or made a comment. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, but you're going to be a part of this episode. <laughs> but we'll get, to, we'll get to more of that later. Um, so anyway, Joyce coming out, the whole thing. Then we cut to the alley. One, yeah, one of, of many. You've, you know that Sunnydale is just chides mostly alleys and like five houses and a school. And Buffy's trotting down the alley and she sees uh, a looming broad-shouldered figure in a peacoat with a collar turned up and a new hairdo. And it's Xander. We either are supposed to think maybe it's a vampire, but it's Xander just being Xander, being all like Nighthawk with his walkie, wearing like a, like a, like he traveled in time, got a 3D printer, printed out the biggest cross he could make out of plastic, and then got some lanyard and put it on a necklace for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He looks... He looks... Something. Something. There's something going on. <laughs> but it's a good moment. I mean, I, I, like, I love this. I love that the Scoobies have been like, okay, but we don't know when she's coming back, so we have to do our best. Dutifully picking up the slack. Right. And, and the vampire wasn't Xander, but then moments later, a vampire, of course, comes out of who of knows. Of a box, a, actually. A wooden just... crate, a shipping crate, another perhaps delivery to the gallery. Yeah, it probably, it probably came through the docks, you know. <laughs> Probably came through the Sunnydale the Sunnydale docks. Uh, also, in this scene, we see Cordelia fighting. So, in this part of the episode, we will insert the Cordelia jingle. A plus. You're not gonna even hum it. Not even a hum. Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, Cordelia. Your perfect Cordelia. Beautiful. <laughs> great, great. We're really nice. Really nice. I was looking for May Rude. I found, I found her right there. I knew that we appreciated that here, and you were the next in line for top appreciation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Cordelia does a nice job fighting, and then there's this incredible moment where like the whole Scooby Gang is there. They all like fall down, and the camera pans across like them. Like charming dominoes. Yeah, yeah, and they're all like Buffy's back, and Buffy's like, "What are you all doing?" And it's just, it's a good moment. It's all. I know, look at everybody. They're like, Kristen's going to say something smart and important. And I was like, it was great. <laughs> Moving 
on. <laughs> then we go to the credits. And then after the credits, we go somewhere very special. Giles' house! Giles' house! Yeah, and this, listen, spoiler alert for season three, but just a small one. Don't panic if you haven't watched past this episode. Soon we're gonna see the green mug. <laughs> we're gonna see it really the soon. The green mug is afoot. It's not, it's not this episode, but it's coming. And this is the first time I think, and I know someone in this room will probably call me out if I'm wrong, or call me in. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's the first time that we see the Scoobies like really hanging out at Giles' house, right? I think, uh, because like they've been there, but they've been there under like tragic circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. a lot of crime scenes, murders. Right, but this uh, is this demon. Is, yeah, uh, occupying the body of Jenny Calendar. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Right, Classic. but this is just like Buffy's back, and this is beautiful. Isn't this beautiful? It's pretty beautiful. They're Buffy's just so nervous. Yeah, but but then, then Giles is such a good dad. <laughs> and then like they all come into the house and there's this moment that just slays me, no pun intended, where Giles walks. I like that a few of you actually laughed at that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, where Giles walks into the kitchen and like, Giles, I would like to see somebody out there make me um, a, like a panel of photos of all moments Giles has taken off his glasses, <laughs> but like for different emotive reasons. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we see him take off his glasses in a way he's never taken them off before. <laughs> in this scene, you know, he's just so, like, so happy and he has this, like, I'm gonna cry a little bit, but smile because she's back moment. <sighs> I love Giles. Giles has a jingle coming his way soon, I think. And he also makes this, like, very immaculate tea setup. He's like, everyone, great news, teens. I made tea in my beautiful antique teapot with all of my beautiful uh, mugs and um, also uh, some cookies. You probably won't want them. Immediately the cookies are housed and the tea is untouched by everyone except Giles. Of course. Just a note. Just as as teenagers will, you know? Especially non-British teenagers. I don't know if the teens in England drink as much tea as I perceive the adults. Am I digging myself into a terrible hole? You're going to get 14 emails at least. I can't wait. I'm so glad that you managed. Hello, I'm from the UK and I drink tea. Hello, I'm from the UK and I do not drink tea. (laughs) A lot of tea controversy headed our way. (laughs) Um, So anyhow, we have this great hang. Did you have anything else? Controverse tea. Did, what, sorry? (laughs) She really does have a cape on today. Did you have anything else to talk about at Giles' house, Jenny? No. No. But you have a note, though. I do? Cordelia's hair looks great. I know. I didn't... Cordelia's hair does look great. It's just, we we're taping out of order, which only happened because we were evicted from our house a week ago. It's fine. Nope. It's fine. Everything's okay. We, we found a new place. Figured it out. And moved in six days. But... Everything's yeah. fine. We, we moved in six days, finished putting all the boxes in our new house, went to sleep, woke up, and got on a flight here. So we're... So, so we didn't tape the first episode. So I'm panicking because I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to talk about Cordelia. Cordelia doesn't want to say she likes Cordelia's hair too many times. She's really stressed out about the frequency with which I she compliments just, Cordelia's hair. It's just if I had said it in episode one, then I'd be like, Cordelia's hair is still looking... I'll just say it both ways. So Cordelia's hair looks so good. So as I... So as I mentioned last week, Cordelia's hair sure is looking great. Thank you so much. Okay, so then we go to school. We do go to school. Yeah. Uh, Snyder is just the worst. 
Uh, just the, the worst. The worst in the best way, though. You know, the best at being the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top nice. 10 mm -hmm. of being the worst. But what's interesting, I just did a quick Googling, um, and <laughs> I'm sure a lot has changed since 1998, but there are no hot dogs on a stick directly in Santa Barbara, which is rumored to be, and research to, uh, to come to support or debunk this, which is rumored to be the basis for Sunnydale. Don't at me. We'll talk about it at a later time, but I just want you to know that there are currently no hot dogs on a stick, which is of course where Snyder says Buffy maybe could get a job since he's not gonna let her come back to finish her public school education. Right. Right. Okay. Also, important moment happens here that we must note. Uh, you okay? Yes. You're gonna make it? Okay. Maybe. Hot dog on a stick research over there in her cape. Uh, so Joyce says to Snyder before they leave, because Snyder's like, your kid can't come to school, and somehow that's okay. And Joyce is like, this isn't over. If I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. And Snyder says, well, that would be interesting. Hmm. Hmm. What, I wonder what that could mean. Hmm. What could that mean for later? Don't know. Who just, is this mayor? Just putting What's a up? pin in it. Just putting mm -hmm. a pin in it is yep. all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then we're introduced to the espresso pump. We never, never seen. Yeah. Oh, j go ahead. No, that was it. That was just a tr little trumpet okay, yeah. there for the espresso pump. The espresso pump where Willow doesn't show up. This is an important, important thing that recurs through this episode. Willow we haven't talked about how tense it is. What? So tense. It's so yeah. Everyone's so tense. so tense. Right. Because being so weird. Well, Buffy's been gone. Tragedy happened. Nobody knows how to act around Buffy. People have feelings about the whole thing. Willow doesn't show up. We can talk about it more later. I just need to get to Pat. Okay. Pat. I just, I was like, whatever, the espresso pump. Because my next note is Pat, exclamation point, Pat, 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 in all caps, Pat's necklace, Pat's attitude. Oh, those are your notes. Those are my notes. Thank those are your notes. Much. And then, and then I say, book club, huh? <laughs> Looked after her, huh? <laughs> and then Jenny has a note. Uh, between your situation and reading Deep in the Ocean, she was just a wreck. That's just for anybody who's watched then, it really recently. And, and then, so we, have, we what? need... What? It's just imagine if you were Buffy, you were finally home with your friends, right. nobody was talking to you, everybody was being weird, Willow stood you up at the espresso pump, you walked all the way home to the Charlie Brown song. Da -na 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 -na. Yeah. And then who should come flouncing out of your house? But we have to assume Joyce's... New lover? lover. <laughs> There's something going on. I mean, first of all, I want to just make reference. Jenny called her her lover uh, yesterday, too, and I was like, we can't talk about that in the podcast and not bring up the other time that I heard the word lover used that way, which was in the L word. So anybody? Right? My name's Diane. Is it Diane Denbo? It's Dawn. Dawn. Dawn Denbo. Diane. And her Dawn lover, Denbo Cindy. and my lover. This is my lover, Cindy. Cool. There are vomit bags in the seat pocket in front of you if you need. My love. Okay, and then just one more pat note, and then we're bringing Heather Hogan, senior editor of Autostraddle. You can make your way up here, Heather. Come on up, Heather. Make your way up here. Because uh, I want you to weigh in on this. We see Pat is Pat spewing all her Pat stuff, and then we go inside Buffy's house, and Joyce, the first fucking thing, sorry language, for that we hear out of Joyce's mouth is, I met her at book club. <laughs> Let me 
I tell you what happens when you're trying to hide something? You say, oh, I'm going to tell her we met at book club. You're going to tell her we met at book club? Okay, great. And then like, like dummies, you just both say, we met at book club. And that's what happened. <laughs> Heather? I just want to say that Don Dinbo is one of the greatest L word characters of all time. <laughs> Don Dinbo has the second greatest L word line ever, which is, you messed with the wrong bitch, bitch. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> uh, Pat. Pat. And Joyce. Uh, I came to Buffy uh, via fan fiction before I watched the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys are so messed up. <laughs> but anyway, like I was reading a lot of uh, Willow and her person fan fiction and then Buffy and a character who you will soon meet next episode fiction yeah (laughs) Jenny just grabbed my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of Pat and Joyce fan fiction (laughs) there's so much there's so much Pat and Joyce fan fiction so I thought they were like a real couple Available Pat Joyce fanfiction <laughs> that there is on the like internet? Hundreds and hundreds of them. <laughs> what? Wait, what was the answer? Hundreds and hundreds. hundreds. Yes. There's definitely more Pat and Joyce than Joyce and anyone else. Wow, then more than Joyce and Giles? Yes, more than Joyce and Giles. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. So, like, for the whole time I'm watching the show, I just kept waiting for Pat to come back. <laughs> Buddy, no! Yes, yes uh, Pat, the original Alexa. I was gonna say, yeah! <laughs> Sometimes we don't. Let's just stay on Pat and Joyce for a second. Okay. Right. Because, because it's not just this moment with the book club. No, it's absolutely not. It's not. Ju- Go ahead. Later, please. in the kitchen with the schnapps and the extended <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> and also, the schnapps, there's like an entire party with a full band like happening in this house. And Pat and Joyce are just like in the kitchen with they the schnapps. They don't care. Like, they don't care. No. There's, Joyce doesn't care at all. Her house is being destroyed. Absolutely and, destroyed. And she's like, anyway, so Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that book we're going to read next week. You know? Yes. Yeah, they process more than like most couples on TV ever. Yeah, like, it's like wow. yeah, Coach and Tammy Taylor level. Like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. wow, Heather with the references up here, just I can't help it. all over the place. Yeah, so I, yeah, Pat's she's very precious to me. Yeah, she's important. She's an important character. Yeah, and I, I'm so delighted that we got to have you on this episode. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Heather, did you want to did you want to talk about anything that wasn't Pat, or should we stick with Pat the whole no, time? No, uh, there are several things. I'm in the minority among these special guests. I really love this episode. Yeah, me too. I love when Joyce says, "Are you going slaying?" Because it reminded me of like when I came out after like I was out and I would see my family and they'd be like, "This is the first time we've seen you since you've been gay." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, it ain't. No, in fact, <laughs> you've seen me for decades." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just the first time you know about it. Uh, so I love that very much. Uh, I do love the zombie cat, obviously. Oh, yes. So good. The sound effects of that cat. <laughs> <laughs> right? They, like, went into a library this for the... This music in this episode's a lot anyway, but the cat... <laughs> it's just, like, it really is, like, Charlie Brown. Yeah, a lot sure. of piano. A lot of yeah. single notes on the piano were being played. But also, and I know we're, we're bringing Mal Blum up in a little while, and I know Mal is going to want to talk about this, but, like... They find a dead cat. They sure do. <laughs> they find a dead... It just falls off a bookshelf. <laughs> In their basement. It's not like a rat or a roach. No, it's it's a like full cat. Something that might live with you for 15 years. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it, they're just like, I guess it must have curled up and died. <laughs> and well, and just better bury it. Died on top of the company plates, you know? On top of the company plates! They don't even change their clothes to, like, go out. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even, like, dust off the top of the bookcase! No, no, no. She's fine. Sunnydale. Welcome to Sunnydale. Joy's, like, in this episode is so beautiful because she's found out that Buffy's a slayer, and now she's just on board with all of the weird shit that's gonna come with it. Like, it takes no adjustment (laughs) whatsoever. She's like, cat flew off the bookshelf. Joyce wields, like, 14 different household items in this episode. Does. She's got like a vase, a bat, a bat, and, like just a cat. A cat. A cat. <laughs> yeah. What? The hammer. The hammer. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. Kate was doing this motion in the audience. It was a hammer. It's a hammer. I got you, Kate. <laughs> got it. I just needed a little help. Um, yes. Sorry, Heather. I didn't mean to. No, d- that's detract. it. And then my other, one of my favorite Willow moments of the whole series, which yeah. is when Buffy is like, Willow's like, I had a really hard time when you were gone, and Buffy's like, I know it's like hard to be without me, or like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Willow's like, No, I mean, I personally have a life that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And it was kind of hard, you know. Like I'm dating in a ten tense way. I did a little magic, you know. Right. I just I love Willow in this episode because she's like coming into her own and it's never easy to stand up against the chosen one and be like I have feelings too yeah right like I know that your boyfriend soul and whatever like I know that like the world almost ended and like you died last season and whatever but like I have my shit too yeah like you know like did Harry Potter ever give Hermione or Ron Christmas presents I never read about that but I read about them giving him all kinds of Christmas presents wow you know wow and he was rich did he so rich what did he give him Oh, that's right. <laughs> a Chudley Cannon's hat. Good job, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't get away with anything in here. Nothing. Um, no, but I just love that Willow. I just love Willow coming. Every time Willow becomes more Willow, I just love it so much. And I also love it when she was like, I don't know, I, I just knocked the power out on my block. It was, I don't know, I guess yeah. I might be a little powerful. I don't know. But anyway, it scared me a little bit. Oh, are you scared uh, of knocking the power out, Willow? Right? Yeah, and Willow, like, really clicks up a full notch, like, every episode in the last few episodes. She's just, like, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. I wonder how strong she'll get. I, wa- I wonder. <laughs> Only okay. one way to find out. <laughs> Do we want to address this cat eulogy that jo- uh. Joyce gives? <laughs> All right, hold on. I wrote it down. Let's see. Uh, Goodbye, stray who lost its way. We hope you find it. (laughs) That's a great eulogy. It's just like, you know, all we've seen, all I'm saying is like, all we've seen of 
Joyce up to this point is like she's busy, she's at the gallery, she's distracted, and sometimes she wields a bat. So it was nice to see that Joyce had some like a softer side of Joyce. Soul of a poet. Yeah. Joyce Summers. Pat really brought it out in It really did. She did. I think she was processing some of her Buffy stuff, you know, via the cat. Yes, yes, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yes, maybe. Just a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you know, like, once you get into a relationship with a woman, you're just better at talking about your feelings on command. <laughs> just whatever. It's true. Whatever it requires at the time. Well, she's been reading so she's much. She's been reading so much. <laughs> you know, that she has access to those words <laughs> yeah. so much easier. Um, also, um, I just want to say that Giles makes one of my favorite jokes in this episode, too, when he's like, I love it when... British people are like Americans for no reasons that have nothing to do with like Americans, right? You know, and he's like, oh, isn't this mask so pretty? I, I'm hanging on my wall, American. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Come on, Giles. He really goes hard on it, too. He, he enjoys, he, he like relishes the moment he, he has alone oh, in the car. I read, I read a trivia that they don't show the scene where uh, Giles like carjacks the car in Great Britain because it's a crime to do that in Great Britain. So what? Cut that part out. Is it not a crime to do it here? Yeah, but well, it's his own car. Right, but like, so you're probably allowed to do that. But they, don't, they didn't want you to learn from Giles how to do it. <laughs> right. right. He's probably the most uh, responsible hotwire of cars that anybody yeah, could learn from totally on TV. totally cool with all the blood and zombies and whatever. They're like, well, we better not let these teens see. <laughs> <laughs> that you can start a car. They rewind it, like I did with the, the final dance and Dirty Dancing to learn the dance, but they do it to learn to hotwire the car. Right. <laughs> rewind it again. Okay, he takes that one wire. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. <sighs> wow. Heather Hogan. Thank you. You were a dream. You nailed it. We would sit up here with you for seven hours Just if we uh, could. fanfiction.net, Pat and Joyce. <laughs> they're on, they're on uh, oh, Arc oh. of Our Own as well. Homework oh. assignments for the room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Heather Hogan, I love you so much. Oh. Buffering, a rewatch adventure, is sponsored by Care Of. Care Of is a health and wellness company that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. All you do to get started is take a short, simple online quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, and Care Of will give you doctor-backed recommendations. Their app helps you track how you're feeling and play back insights about your results over time so you can actually adjust your routine as your needs change. It's very cool. My number one health goal in this and every season is keeping my energy at maximum capacity. (laughs) A lot of little tributaries feed into that larger stream and contribute to your energy level. But a really important one is B vitamins. B for bright, for bubbly, for buoyant, for feeling better. B for buffering. I think the vitamin B is working, Jenny. (laughs) I think so, too. For 50% off your first Care Of subscription order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code REWATCH50. That's 50% off your first Care Of subscription order. Just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code REWATCH50. Do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities, leaders, newsmakers? I'm Evelyn, the host of Reppin, where you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll find out who they really are and what they represent. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Okay. So, can we talk about I'm wearing Heather's cape? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Heather 
loaned me this cape. I just want to be very clear that Heather loaned me this cape. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. Okay. She wasn't great enough already. Also, she loaned me this cape. Uh, I would like to talk about a small point, which is that... Um, <laughs> What is it, Jenny? Uh, you married Krusty the Clown? I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, are you going to... Please, please, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> so everybody goes to sleep, and then we see the mask's eyes uh, light up and glow red, of course, because evil. Um, That's how you know. If the eyes had glowed green, it would have been a good mask. Go. <laughs> and yellow, we wouldn't have been sure. Uncertain. <laughs> So uh, this is the point at which we have the first Rose Russo note, which is, my mom says, now that cat is gonna come alive. <laughs> called it! Called Amazing. it! Called it! Good, good job, mom! I also want you to know that like, before we started the episode, I was like, no talking during the episode because we have to take notes. So like, had I not said that, we actually would have had a lot more material to work with. But she was on her best behavior, so she only gasped and said a couple of things. Um, I also want to note that Buffy's asleep in bed uh, under beautiful angel lighting. Did anyone notice that? The beautiful blinds uh, right over Buffy's bed? Just slats. Slats, yeah, just angel lighting, you uh -huh. know, yes, on Buffy's no, I bed. Remember. Um, Buffy has this dream with Angel. My mom also had comments about this. Um, just from, my mom does not watch the show. She doesn't know anything about it, but there was a previously on, and she was like, I know that guy. And I was like, what do you mean I paused it? What do you mean you know that guy? And she's like, she's in love with him. <laughs> so it's true, it's true. That previously, previously on's, on's really work. They work, they work. But, but this dream, like, Buffy's like, I'm afraid, and Angel's like, you should be. It's just a, I don't know. How did you feel about it? It's just a weird little thing. I like the Angel dreams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay, so the dream happens, and then I think Buffy goes down to the kitchen uh, and is talking with Joyce. <clears throat> now, <laughs> Joyce calls Snyder something in the kitchen that meant a lot to our dear friend Mal Blum. Um, Joyce calls him a bigoted little rodent man. <laughs> Mal watched the episode this afternoon and texted us as they watched it, uh, like live texted, and that was like one of the best moments in their viewing. It was like, this line is great! Bigoted little rodent man. So on bigoted little rodent man, Mal, why don't you come and join us? Mal Blum. Mal. Mal, if you don't know Mal, Mal is a brilliant musician. Yeah, bigoted little rodent and man, my side project playing later today. <laughs> yeah. What's up? So, Mal, you have a lot of opinions about this I episode. I hate this episode. <laughs> why? Should I pull my notes up? But why? Okay, one, we talked about it already, thank you. Who finds a dead cat in their basement and is like... And it's not even just like, it's a dead cat of natural causes. Like, it's mauled. Right, Something's right. clearly been in your house harming this animal. And your response is like, yes, we better bury it. Yeah. <laughs> One. Two. Everybody's mad at Buffy the whole time. And, like, I hate that they're like, oh, you had to leave because of your, like, metaphorical gay lifestyle. And, like, and, like instead of, like, talking to you about it, we're just going to emotionally punish you the whole episode. I hate it when everybody gangs up on Buffy. Yes, I it do, happens. too. That's you, too. Warm room. Xander's being a piss baby. Yo! <laughs> he 
is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, are you my dad? Because you're acting really paternalistic, bro. Uh. You know? No, really, like, when he, like, when Joyce is like, I'm mad at you. And he's like, yep, Buffy, you're really selfish. It's like, whatever, you're 16. Right? <laughs> um, and what 16-year-old gets in the middle of a fight with a mom yeah. and her daughter? Xander. Oh, does everybody forget that she just had to kill her boyfriend to save well, it's the like, world? That's the thing is, like, they go on about it, like, because they don't know that Angel had his soul back. But, like, even, even if, if he, he didn't... didn't Come on! It's traumatic. Well, Xander did though. Didn't he? Didn't Xander know? Well, Xander knew it was possible, but no, no one knew. Nobody has confirmation. But Xander is a, yeah. a piss baby. Is that what you said? Accurate. Yes. Confirmed. Xander is confirmed oh. piss baby. Being a piss, <laughs> piss baby. Piss baby stamp. Piss baby wannabe dad. And you know what? No one is Buffy's wannabe dad except for Giles. Okay. Yes. Um, and the last thing. And this really pissed me off. I'm sorry. This is like, this is a legitimate thing. But, um, okay. Th this is the thing about the mask is, okay. <sighs> they keep saying, this is something that Buffy, the television shows want to do. They keep saying like, oh, it's this mask from Nigeria. And it's just like this thing that they do where they're just like, oh, let's take an artifact and like make it culturally inaccurate and vaguely racist and like evil. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, a, it's like, and like not only that, but like, I was I got lost in a Google hole today because I was like, this feels weird. I'm gonna find what's up. And it's like the folklore of like the origin story of zombies, like, it's not accurate at all. And like not only that, but like it's not even like this episode. This is why this is also why it makes me mad. It's not it's not accurate to like Haitian folklore of like zombieism, but also like. It's not even accurate to like the whitewashed American version of zombies. Like, have you ever seen a zombie movie where they have fine motor skills and can just like crack someone's neck? No. 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 And like, what do they want? What is their aim? They're they, not there for any reason. No, they, well, they want the mask. They want the mask. But then after that, we don't know. No, I think they just were crashing the party. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to hear uh, Dingo's Ate My Baby yeah. play, is yeah. what the zombies wanted. They, no, but they right. They fucking rule. I yeah. love that band. <laughs> Mal, you bring up some excellent points. There's also, while we're on, while we're calling out things in this episode, there's a really upsetting line that Ugh. happens uh, in the kitchen, right? And it's, it's not Big Hood Little Rodent Man. Uh, it's what happens right after that because Buffy and Joyce are having this exchange um, where Joyce, I don't even know exactly what's happening, but Joyce is basically like concerned about Buffy because she knows she's the slayer now. And Buffy, as a retort, says, um, you know, Mom, it's not like I take the little bus to school. And Jenny and I were like, Ah, come on. So there's, you know, in, in addition to what you bring up, there's this other moment that they have in the kitchen that's really unfortunate. Uh, especially, I mean, it's unfortunate no matter what, but like contextualizing this conversation that's about, you know, coming out. Like it's mm -hmm. sort of like situated in a place where it would have been nice not to hear that. Um, so no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah. Rejected. 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 Reject. Yeah, what Sorry. was the stamp? Um, piss baby. Piss, piss baby. Piss baby. Piss baby. Piss, piss. It's just going to stamp it on everybody. Stamp, stamp, stamp. So, yeah. Joyce is actually pretty good in this episode. Joyce. I, I, I won't. She doesn't get the stamp. No, no, no. <laughs> Joyce doesn't know. Oh, that's the other thing. Pat, okay, yeah. fucking Pat. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't like Pat. I don't like Pat. Why? Because you, like, you don't want like Joyce Pat. to be happy? Some other I want Pat. Joyce to be happy, but like, you know what I want Joyce to stop doing? I want Joyce to stop like adopting these parental figures who are like passive aggressive and are like, let me tell you how to parent Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking Ted, fucking Pat, like monosyllabic yeah. kiss baby club. Yeah. <laughs> like Joyce, go to family therapy with your daughter. 
<laughs> wow. Wow, Mal. Calling it. Calling it. Sorry. No, it's great. Wow. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about this episode? <sighs> Do I? Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> um, I think, like, you just came out as, like, the gay slayer, you know, whatever. Like, if you gotta go away for the summer, like, not a big deal, right? everyone. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Mel, we have been waiting to have you on our podcast for so long, and I'm so glad that you were here to hate on this so episode. <laughs> I should say, I love this podcast, and I do love Buffy, and it's because of this that I critique it. Yes. <laughs> and on that, they slid their chair. Then the prophecy which Rose Russo hath foretold comes to pass and the zombie cat rises from its earthly grave. <laughs> our, our notes, mine, my notes just all caps zombie cat and Jenny's notes all caps, yeah baby, it's zombie cat time. <laughs> yeah it is. All right, before we get too far out of Pat territory, I would like to award the Sexual Tension Award. Yeah, obviously. To Pat and Joyce. Who <laughs> No contest. No contest on that one. Okay, so we go to school. Oz wants to call the cat Patches. That's cute. Uh, and Buffy can't go to the school, which is like a She's thing. persona non grata. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. She is. She is. That's good. Is that Latin? I have to assume so, That's yes. That's good. Is uh, it then Cordelia's all like, nice pet Giles. Don't you like anything normal? Like <laughs> golf or USA Today? Those are the two most normal things Cordelia can Cordelia think of. Cordelia doesn't know. She's just referencing her daddy, right? Uh-huh. Oh, wow! What a response from the room. Um, speaking of Cordelia, uh, Cordelia also has another line in the... Yes, May. <laughs> Single slow clap from May. Uh, Cordelia also has this moment in the library where she says, I'm the dip. Uh, and everyone thinks this is very funny. Uh, I didn't think it was that funny. But, they, but there's this moment, and the reason that I appreciate uh, the dip moment is because it gets us to Oz's line, uh, where we learn, it's almost hell math. Um, it's not, but it's close. You know, because there's math that has words. Sure. And the, <laughs> right? If Jenny? a gathering leaves the station traveling northeast at 65 yes. miles an hour, and a shindig leaves the opposite station heading southwest at 55 miles an right. hour, when do they crash and create a hootenanny? Right, right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'll I'll do I'll do math on that and I'll get back Thank to you. Thank you. Please do. We'll find out. But right, we get this uh, this separation of party hierarchy from Oz, and then we get our first mom gasp uh, when we see the mask in the book. Mom, Kristen's gasped. mom, not Joyce. Oh, not Joyce. My mother, Rose. Her name's Rose. And and when she saw the mask in the book, she knew that was the mask from the wall, and she gasped. Then we go to Buffy's house. Ding dong, it's Pat, is my note. Forget facial night and let's party! (laughs) Uh, And the only reason I bring up Pat again, besides the fact that we want to talk about her nonstop, is because I love Buffy's response to this moment when, right, when she's like at the door and she's like, Mom! Like, she's she's like, I don't know what to do with this adult weirdo who's here. Um, And then the party starts. Right, Jenny? It does. Yeah. 
This is a rude party. This is a cool, this is like a great camera thing if anyone cares about camera stuff. There's like a really cool through the party pan. I always am very impressed with these things. We saw a really awesome pan in episode one of season three. Maybe I talked about it. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's, let's go. Let's speed through. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. It's already 6.43. Ah! <laughs> Will is being weird to Buffy. We cut to a zombie. Rose gasps. Why the fuck is Cordy sucking on Xander's face? Gross. Okay, no, but that man. deserves Mom. a second. Oh, That's God. <laughs> um, you said speed through. I know, but like Cordelia <laughs> sucking on Xander is, I'm not, I'm not okay with it. I just want to put that down here. I know you're teenagers, but there's a time and a place, and it's not in the middle of Buffy's hallway while you're surrounded by other people it's in just, a well-lit area. Buffy's trying to talk to you. It's rude. mid-conversation. It's rude. Right, then we cut to the burned man in the hospital. My mom said, oh, God. <laughs> Pat and Joyce drink schnapps. My notes, we'll go fast, but my notes are OMG, Pat's eyes, she, ha, 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 um, And then Buffy overhears Joyce. This is, this is a key moment. Buffy overhears Joyce. In some ways, having Buffy home is almost worse. We all kind of contextually understand what Joyce meant. But Buffy does not. No. So she goes up and she starts packing, and then the zombie parade begins. Um, and then we get... A great scene, which Heather Hogan brought up, where Giles is in the car. And this is the moment we chose to call Kate Leth up because of how it ends, where Giles says, Americans. <laughs> Kate Leth, our Canadian guest. <laughs> okay. Hooray! Right under the fucking wire, you I know. know. Yeah, it's all happening. Uh, I agree with Giles. 100%. You agree with Giles? Yeah, Americans. Giles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with Giles. Anybody else uh, agree with Giles? Yeah. It's a good time to agree with Giles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also, and it's going to be getting ahead in, in the episode of the recap. I feel like you're going to have to do an addendum after this I know, to finish right? the rest of the episode. <laughs> but there was a moment later on where uh, Giles confronts Principal Snyder. Yes. That uh, I enjoy personally. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> because of my problems. <laughs> Where he pushes, well, he's, he, there's a whole uh, confrontation because he's basically like, you have to let her back in school. She's a fucking minor. What is your right. problem? Sorry, I keep swearing. I'm very excited. <sighs> and I ran up here. It's only like three feet. I'm very out of shape. <laughs> and Giles pushes Snyder up against like a bookshelf and says, would you like me to convince you? Yes! <laughs> and you're like, yes! Of whatever you want, Giles. <laughs> Sorry, this always just gets so horny. He was pulling uh -huh. on his, um, you know, uh, ripper days, I think, for that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sure was. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, would you like me to talk about some outfits? I, I was hoping that you would. Now, the reason that I am not particularly fond of this episode in this context is there's not a lot of very good fashion. Even mm. though there is a party that happens, there aren't a lot of standouts here, but there are some good moments. Um, Cordelia wears a leather jacket. Mm -hmm. Should be pointed out. I appreciate it. Thank Single you. Single clap from me. Um, she also mentions that if they continue their, their Slayerette uh, duty, they should think about some sportier outfits. <laughs> yes. She does suggest Tommy Hilfiger, which I'm not so fond of. She loves it. I love the idea of Cordelia designing Slayer outfits, and I want to know what those would look like. Uh -huh. I like to think about that. Uh -huh. um, also, and I could be wrong, because I watched this last night very jet-lagged and very tired, but I'm pretty sure they changed Cordelia's outfit during the party, because when she's making out with Xander, it seems like she's wearing an entirely dark-colored top, but then later she's in that weird, like, 
white leopard printy mini dress thing. I could be wrong. I was very tired. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Cordelia to have a par- to two party outfit. To just change in the middle of a party, right? Yeah. Like, of course. Also, you are so right. Uh, also, in last episode, when you said Cordelia's hair was looking right? better. <laughs> She's growing out her bangs, and she went a little darker. That's Ugh. what it is, and it's very good. It's so great. <laughs> also, in last episode, you'll remember... <laughs> I talked about how Buffy starts this season with the Rachel, the haircut, and it's already grown out in this episode. Yeah. I don't know if there was like a break between when they shot it or something, but it already doesn't look like that haircut anymore. So, I mean, they she, still were coming has, for her. She, she still has the blonde streaks in the front, though. Like, Great when did she get them done is all I'm saying. Probably again. When did she get them done? So cute. Um, so, yeah, there's not a lot, but the thing that I loved is Buffy's dream sequence outfit. Because I cannot tell if the sweater she's wearing is designed that way or just on backwards. (laughs) Because it's got this, like, crossed open back thing, and then it wraps around, but it looks like that's how you'd wear it in the front, and it would, like, lap lap across your boobs, (laughs) and you'd wrap it that way. So I don't know, but it's like, baby, oh, Buffy wears baby blue uh-huh. three separate times in this episode. <laughs> wow, really? Yes. In the beginning, she wears like one that has kind of sequins on it, and then there's just like a sweater later on, and then in this dream sequence, she wears baby blue multiple times. I hate the outfit she wears to the espresso pump. I'm just going on record. <laughs> it's so... And I definitely owned and wore that outfit. <laughs> Maybe I'm that's not, why you, why you have such hatred. <laughs> There was a period of time where I owned a lot of, like, open-backed halter tops. Mm-hmm. It was not good. It's not good for anyone, myself included. Um, but, yes, that sweater in the dream sequence on the white pants. Yeah. And also, okay, has to be said, because I have to mention it, and I have to ask this at the beginning of you and our audience, do Americans have the store Talbot? Yes. Talbot's Talbot's, okay. yes. That is Joyce's entire wardrobe. <laughs> and I love it. Everything is like, it's either linen or it is just like, it just drapes. It yeah. drapes. And she looks incredible. And so does Pat. They, they shop at the same. Together. Yeah. They met at Talbot's. Yeah. The same momporium. But Talbot's, yeah, maybe a, like Chico's as well. Yeah. For Pat. I think Pat likes a Chico's a little I, bit. I also, I appreciate the both of them. as well. I had forgotten about them when I went to watch this again. I was like, oh, this is the dead cat in the stupid party episode. I hate this. Because <laughs> so much good is about to happen after this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to talk about so much leather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, <laughs> these are some of my notes if you want to know how they look when I actually write them down. Oh, oh, I want to, oh, sorry. Sorry that I keep jumping around. No, please, very jump light. around. Were ratings also bad in this episode because of no vampires? Oh, yeah, right? I wonder. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you guys have mentioned that before. It also says in here, Buffy and Baby Blue. Buffy and Baby Blue again! <laughs> Joyce looks so good. Cordelia's hair is really good. She's growing out her bangs. Nice for her. <laughs> nice for her. Is like Pat a salary entry. <laughs> good is, for her. Is Pat the lesbian affair Joyce had? Well, Buffy was gone. Cordelia's so tan. OMG, I love her. <laughs> Oh, okay, love. Yes. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about that's not fashion? We don't want to limit you. I mean, no. This episode is one that I tend to forget because of what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, I also really like the episode that comes before it. I don't know. It's just, it was a blank spot. I went to watch it. I was like, oh, I've seen this a hundred times because I've seen them all a hundred times. But then when I got to Pat, I was like, oh, right, the empanadas. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who weren't here, I did air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kate Lev, you know we love you. And I love you. And we're going to get you back for a full episode I'm real so soon. I'm one of my favorite 
Kate's coming back for band candy with us. <laughs> and if you thought I was horny for Giles today, <laughs> you're not ready. All right, my entire face is red. I'm gonna Maybe go. Okay, let's. I just want to say that, like, that's a great t-shirt idea. Horny for Giles. <laughs> just saying. It's in, the, it's in the vault. Okay, Jenny, we're supposed to not be talking, but let's make sure that we've hit right, all right, of right, our right, points right, 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 before right, we leave right. the room. I just, I like that Giles tries to call the house and nobody hears him because they're partying. It's very 1990s. I like the Mr. Belvedere reference. Anyone? They were like, a British accent. The only other British person that we know is Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Okay, um, right, and then, then we hate Xander. Right, right, Xander's so attack, the, we hate Xander. Uh, the reason, Things are tense. Right, the reason I bring up Xander and, and Piss Baby is because what, <laughs> what is this a representation of audience? Beautiful. That was lovely. Gosh, I love you all so much. It's great. Imagine no one knew. I don't know. <laughs> it's really confusing. Oh, let me, let me just run through real quick every time my mom gasped. Um, the zombie broke the car when Giles went in, my mom gasped. The Sunnydale U guy dies, my mom gasped and said, did that guy die? The poor mom. She felt bad for Joyce that the guy died in the house. Uh, when Pat died, my mom said, she's dead? Uh, and then zombie Pat, my mom said, she's one of them now, shit. <laughs> That's, that's the whole list. That's the whole list from my mom. Yep. That's, yep. that's yep. good. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Cordy and Oz for uh, attempting to fight with ski poles. My note is just, what the fuck is with everyone having cross-country ski poles in the 90s, right? That was a real thing. Like people in Southern have... California. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But in upstate New York, where I'm from, like, everybody had those, but nobody ever used them. Mm. But just every, every parent had, like, poles hanging in their basement <laughs> for skis, so it was good. Anyway, Joyce... They go to the bedroom with Pat and Joyce go to the bedroom. <laughs> right? The mask is there. Pat puts the mask on. That turns Pat into crazy zombie Pat. And then people die. They, they go out to the lawn. Am I doing a good job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go out to the lawn. Uh, and Giles is like, you got to tell Buffy. It's the eyes. And then Oz runs out to the lawn. And Oz is like, Buffy, it's that. And she's like, duh, dunk. And she gets, that was the sound of the, the shovel. shovel entering. You didn't like that. Sorry. Sorry. Ugh. It's like being at the front row for something very traumatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's how Pat dies the second time, is that Buffy does it. Before Pat gets um, whatever you called it, uh, she says, I live, you die. And I feel like if I was going to have a last line before I went, that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's wholly inaccurate. <laughs> But, like, at least she believed it. Yeah, okay. You know? I would like my last words to be the truth. Yeah. Je Jenny's note is shovel in the eyes. Classic. <laughs> and then what I feel like is important about this moment where Pat dies and they, they defeat the zombies. First of all, that poor house. I don't understand what's going to happen to it. But is that, like, killing the zombies and defeating Pat, it sort of, like, brings them back together, like, brings the Scoobies back together again? It's still a little tense, but I feel like they just needed to, like, have a moment where they came together, uniting around a common cause, to be like, oh, right. You know, like, we have our issues, but at the core of it all, we're here to fight vampires and sometimes zombies. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, addendum, little asterisk, sometimes <laughs> zombies. So I liked that. That was a thing that I liked. 
And then we've already discussed the brilliant ending of this episode with uh, Giles uh, throwing Snyder up the wall. Uh, and, and Willow and Buffy end the episode. And I know, like, it is a little tense, but I feel like it's nice. They're having, like, a nice moment. We've been introduced to the espresso pump. We'll probably come back here again. Now they have two places to hang out. <laughs> you, guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. I just had to say something. No, good. Stay yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Will you both come up here, too? I'm sorry. But the end of this episode is almost exactly the same as the end of an episode of The L Word. Oh, wow. Great. Go on. <laughs> when, they are, when they are discussing all of the different names for a China, <gasps> and it sort of crossfades into the credits. And I thought that when I was watching this, and I forgot to write it down, and I just needed to say it now. That's I'm so... <laughs> we couldn't have ended our live flame con taping <laughs> any, any better. better way than you saying, and they say, the many names for vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. On that note, I would like to ask the room and also all of our guests to uh, howl out with us. Jenny, do you want to give us our cue? Till next time! Ow! Thank you all so much! Wow, thank you again so much to everybody who came out to our show at FlameCon, and also thanks FlameCon for having us. I'm Jenny Owen-Youngs, and when I'm not watching Buffy, I am writing songs and recording them. You can learn more about me at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering, and you can give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. You can find all of my rants and raves over on Twitter at Kristen Nolene. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. You can also learn more about me and my work at my website, KristenNolene.com, or everyoneisgay.com or mykidisgay.com. The podcast is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BufferingCast, and you can always drop us an email at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. Please rate and review us over on iTunes. It helps us, but it also helps people find our podcast, which means they find us, and then the community grows, and we take over the world. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. You can also support us by going over to our Patreon page. Uh, you find that on our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on Patreon, and you can get all sorts of fun things over there, plus the wonderful pleasure of knowing that you are supporting this podcast. Thank you so much to Kate Leth, Mal Blum, and Heather Hogan, and to everybody at FlameCon. Thank, Thank you! you! Mom brought home a mask fresh from the gallery. I think it's possessed, but she thinks it's nice. All my friends are out cruising the alleyways. Are they glad I'm back or are they telling lies? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Inside, I just feel so black and blue. I'm not really in the party mood. But the zombies just got here, and I don't want to be rude. There's a zombie cat down with the dinner plates, and our neighbor Pat schnapps to share mom said that they met at book club seems legit to me willow slipping out xander ought to shut his mouth giles found the key and hates americans i don't know what i'm supposed to do inside i just feel so black and
zombies just got here And I don't wanna be rude Coming home is hard, but it's where I belong Oh hey, here's a shovel, blam, it's in her eyes Sorry mom, I never wanted to kill your friend Pat But I Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? 